Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, because he's here every week with me. He never he never leaves me by myself, no, ever, except no. for the last few weeks. Yes. He's here now. Benny Little, thanks for joining me. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, yeah Thanks welcome. to the whole studio. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I want to talk about our guest tonight, Benny. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the absolute great humans of the NRL. Our special guest this week, after making his debut in 2017 with the Gold Coast Titans, he would then go on to play 49 games across four years. Um, but unfortunately, his career was cut tragically short. In November 2021, our guest was forced to make a tough decision to retire from the NRL due to chronic concussions. Um, our guest now joins us to speak about his career, that decision, and what he's doing with his life right now. Our guest on the Spirit of Sport is none other than Keegan Hipgrave. Keegan, thanks for joining us. Hey, lads. How are you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Good, man. Good. Gee, yes. Every time I hear your voice, Keegan, I feel like I can, he- I can hear you smiling. Yes. Well, mate, it's the same for you. Every time <laughs> I see you, you give me a big hug. I love it. It's the best. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I just, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of yours, and I was actually pumped that um that Paris signed you. And yeah, I mentioned earlier, we got cut short. We'll talk about that a bit later, but... Tell us a bit about yourself now. How are you going? How's things? How's uh how's the end of the season been? End of the year? End of uh end of life treating you? <laughs> end of life. My retirement's actually really good. Um when I retired at the end of last year, I was sort of I was ready for a bit of a break going in from the whole season into off season. Yep. Um when the boys went back to preseason, I, I wasn't really missing it too much because you know the boys were getting pumped like you get it better than anyone. Yep, yep. Um but yeah, no like I'm obviously miss footy, um miss being around the boys. I, I try and get to see them as much as I can through the connection with Power and and going to the games and going up to Darwin with them, but um Mate, I'm actually, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. And, um, but yeah, no, there's, there's no complaints on my end. Yeah. You're a legend, man. I remember I, it's, it's, um, it's a new part of the game, but the concussions, I'm so grateful that they've got so much more education about it now and they're, they're treating it a lot more seriously, but how did, how did you go like, you know, dealing with, you know, what is you know, a, a scary thing to talk about, but how did you find that whole situation when you were going through it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about it. I went through a I went through a round of concussions um, in 2019 when I was about I think I was about 21, 22, um, and that sat me down, that sidelined me for about six months, which turned to 12 months with COVID. Yeah. Um. So by the time I was ready to come back, man, I was fully ready to go. Um, I had some time away, and concussions one of those ones where you know I, I'd recovered. Um, I gave my brain a, a bit of a break. Um. And I was ready to come back, and I came back firing, and um, I finished the season with the um, with the Gold Coast Titans, and and then ended up moving to Parramatta Eels, which I was really excited about. Um, I wanted to be a part of a, a top four club, and um, and I got to do that, and and then obviously went through the round of concussions last year. But mate, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I had a couple of really bad ones last year, and it's it's so weird because you know everyone's different. Like everyone. Yeah everyone goes through different symptoms and, and mine was pretty much, um, I, had, I had a headache for about six to eight weeks after the big one um, in round 26. Um, I sort of tried to, tried to put a hit on um, Tavita Pangai on the line that came off second. Very back. smart. Yeah. Um, but, we, but, but just end up, um, it was the whiplash and it was hitting my head on the back of the, on the ground, which, which got me. Um, uh. But my, my symptoms were more um, irritability. My emotions were up and down. 
um, things that were which I should have been really happy about. I, I was just really sad and, and in the dumps. And um, after the chats with the neurologist, we pretty much came to the conclusion that, that I should medically retire. Wow. And it's such a – I don't know, I guess it's footy players and you play it since you're a kid. Um, it's hard to explain to people, but the feeling of a concussion, It's. It, I just assumed that everyone knew what it felt like until recently. I started like, – people asking me, what does it feel like? I'm like, well, you know – if you're lucky and you're not knocked out and it's just a concussion, I'm thinking, well, you see white, you forget where you are for a second and you kind of come back to everything's in slow motion. And, oh yeah, this is where I am. You kind of just kept playing. When I was younger, that's, that was the thing. Like you didn't come off for it. You kept playing. Um, at what, at what stage of your life? Cause I think when you're, when you were younger, you would have not had the kind of protocols that they have now. Um, so at playing at a junior hey. level, how, what, what age did you realize? Like, hold on a second. I'm going to take this more seriously. What with footy or with concussion? Oh, just with concussions. Like, at what stage did you realise actually oh, these aren't just uh, nothing to shake off? It's actually something that's serious that's happening to your well, brain. Yeah, I, I think you touched on it. Like, we we ca- I came through the era of um, you know, it's a, it's a hard man sport, right? And yeah. concussion was it wasn't really it wasn't really talked about. So all through my juniors, um, going through like Queensland and, and Aussie schoolboys, I, I had a bunch of concussions. But yeah. you know, you, you want to play for your country, you want to play for your state. Um, you want to get into the under twenties, the under twenties competition back then, and then even coming into grade, um, it, it still wasn't really talked about that much. And um, there was a few. I think the protocols just started to come out, and um, guys were sort of they, we we just want to play, right? No, no matter what, it doesn't matter what kind of injury, but and you know, can, and head was was similar, right? We we just wanted to get out and play. I think I started to take it really seriously after. Um, my first round of concussions when I had um, when I had that six months off, yeah, um, or twelve, turned, which turned to twelve months. So how did you, how did you find that situation, Keys, when you were going through it, mate? Yeah, it was it was one of those things. Where it was pretty tricky because obviously I was I was feeling the symptoms um, when I got that last concussion in round twenty six. Uh, I had I had a headache for about six to eight weeks afterwards, my, my emotions were going up and down. They were all over the shop and, and things that would usually make me really happy. Were, I was, I was really sad about it. And it was it's so weird because you're aware that you're sad, but you know that your brain's just still recovering. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those really, really weird ones. Um, uh, but it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a tricky situation, but I think I was so lucky that I had such a good support network around me with my fiance, my, my parents and, and all the boys, like they, they were so supportive. You, you mentioned, um, you know, um, retiring and getting back to a, a place of health. What were some of the things you had to do to put, put in place to get back to your health, your healthy self? Uh, for me, once I retired, it, it was just, it was just not, sorry, even before I retired, it was just time. Um, the brain's one of those things where it just needs time to recover. So that's why you see players will have six months off or will they have 12 months off after they have that time, more likely than not, unless they're prone to being concussed or concussion symptoms, most of the time they're pretty good. Um, so after that six to eight weeks off, um, or after that six to eight weeks where my concussion symptoms started to fade away a little bit, I felt, I felt good. Um, I felt, I felt like I was back to normal. I felt like my mood was better. Well, my mood was definitely better. You can ask my fiance that, um, (laughs) um, that was definitely better, but yeah, of course, like now I'm retired. I'm I'm obviously still training. Um, I would still like to be in a a team environment. So I train with a bunch of the boys and, um, 
yeah, I do obviously keep up my training. I try and eat well. And I think having purpose and meaning um, in your life behind, you know, outside of footy is huge. And I'm so lucky to, to do what I get to do now with what, with what ability. Yeah. Well, that, that leads us into the next topic, mate. You, um, you found a passion and it's great to see you excited about what you do because yeah, on this show, we speak to a lot of current athletes, but we speak to a lot of uh, retired athletes as well. And they tell us, you know, sometimes that the difficulties with transitioning and, and, and struggling to find a passion outside of football, but you seem to have found that and you're working now at what ability, which was started by founder Steve Dressler, a Parramatta junior, great story about what he's done, but how, how do you find it? How do you um find working that space? And can you give our listeners a bit of an idea of what you're doing? Matt, yeah, of course. I, I love it. When I was really proactive throughout my career, I, I did a business degree and started an MBA. And so I found I was really proactive, but once I retired, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I knew a lot of players who went through the struggles with that. Um, but for me, it was just, all it was was a, a catch-up between Steve and I. Steve and I went to high school together and uh, I played a bunch of junior footies together. And, and when we caught up, he pretty much just said, mate, you've you've got this, you know, you've got so much time on your hands now. Why don't you come out and do a day with a participant? And and I did. I went through, I got all my checks done. Um, and, I, and I went out with a participant um, who was really complex and he's a type of participant who takes 45 minutes to get in and out of a, a car um, because he, he can't read, he can't write, he can't talk, so he's non-verbal, so he really struggles with communication um, and really struggles with processes. So um, just to get in and out of a car was a 45-minute job and um, he ended up wetting himself and became dysregulated. And, and then after that, we got him out, we got him showered and dressed, and then he gave us this, this huge hug to say, like, almost to say, like, thank you, like, thanks for helping me through it. And after that day, I was completely sold. Um, I said to Steve, I said, whatever you guys need, I'm in. Um, so I did six months of support support work, um, taking participants out into the community, just having fun. You know, we, we take them surfing, swimming, bushwalks, arcades, um, anything anything that we got to do as kids. There's no reason why these participants can't do it because um, we found when the participants are having fun, their whole lives improve. And when they're having fun, they're also learning, which is really important. Yeah. So little things like ordering a, ordering a coffee at a cafe or w- walking across the road, like these little things that like we're here to help assist them. Um, so I did support work for six months and now I've come on board as the, the national athlete manager, which is even more exciting. You know, I get to, I get to take other athletes who from all different sports, from rugby league, AFL, netball, rugby, golf, race car driving. I get to take these athletes out on bookings and show them and get them out of that little bubble of professional sport, which is so exciting and it's so much fun. Yeah, what are some of the um, standout uh, moments you've had in in, in this role with with, with these um, incredible people? Uh, I think the best day we had, well, the best day I had was at the new, we did a partnership with New South Wales Rugby League um, at their at their facility there at the start of the year. And we, we had, you know, between 100 to 150, maybe even 200 participants and families all on the field running around playing touch. I had a lot of mates that I played footy with there that I invited and then a lot of athletes who I wanted to experience what it's like to work with people living with a disability. Yeah. Um, so we had a whole, we had a huge day there. It was such an amazing time. The, the feedback from the participants, but also the feedback from the athletes, athletes who are official wattability athletes, but then also athletes who just wanted to get involved. They they had such amazing time, and 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 there's so, and there's a million stories like that. There's yeah. there's a million stories that that I could tell, but but that was a standout because it was it was really early days for for me in my new role um, as the athlete manager, and and I just loved it. And and the feedback from the athletes, they're like. 
this is so good for my mental health. Like seeing it, like it, it always comes about like stepping out of that bubble of professional sport and giving yourself perspective and giving yeah. back and, and it's huge. It's so cool. And I love that you guys take athletes on the journey. Cause one, it's, it's obviously a buzz for the kids to be able to, you know, rub shoulders with some of these guys. You know, we talk about, um, you know, the Dylan Browns or the Tom Tabojevic's and stuff like, you know, these big names that, it's really exciting for a kid to hang around, but it's so much more exciting to see the impact it has on the players and what they get out of it. Um, how and why is there were athletes involved in this initiative, and what what made it work so well? well? Well, athletes are the most influential people in the community, right? So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create an inclusive Australia, and the way we're doing that is by using athletes. So as as tough it is to say, there is still a stigma around you know the disability sector and what we want to do is normalize that so we say imagine if you're at a coffee shop with tom travoyevich and he's sitting down with a participant who might be dysregulated or they might be vocal they might be stimming they might be loud they might be abrupt or whatever it is if they're sitting there with tom travoyevich it's a recognizable face from from the community and it, and it almost normalizes it and it almost makes it okay as tough as it is to say it's it's the truth um and so, and that's why we love using athletes. A, it helps to normalize the space, but also athletes are the best support workers. Like the attributes that make them such great athletes also yeah. makes them such great support workers. Like they're fun, they're energetic, they're hardworking, they're authentic. They're not going to be sitting on their phone the whole time. It's like, let's go out and let's, let's go for a swim or let's go for a surf or let's do these fun things, which the re- participants really respond to. Well, athletes are pretty much just big kids, aren't we? <laughs> we, yeah, we but they want to tough. Yeah, exactly. We, we enjoy having fun with it's um, and I think that's probably you talk about transition to retirement. The difficulty is going to a job where you lose that fun and that camaraderie that you have as as a sport. But you seem, from the outside looking at what ability you seem to have harnessed that that fun culture and that camaraderie um in your workforce. Am I right in saying that? A, a thousand percent. Like I'm, I'm so lucky to get to do what I do every day. Like I I, I count my blessings every day. Like it, it's all what I get to do is I get to go out in the community and have fun with participants. We're not only changing the participants' life, but we're changing the family's life and then tying in the whole athlete sporting codes with that and then helping them step out of their world. It's it's so fun. And, and Steve and, and the crew at WhatAbility have created such a great environment where we're just young, fun crew who our whole slogan is happiness comes first. Like that's, it's so simple. And I think that's why it works. And that's why we can replicate it around Australia is because it's just all we have to do is have fun and, and we can all do that. Yeah. I talk, you talk about having fun, but um, it's also professionally, you guys have done well in terms of an actual organization. And, um, you know, one of your key signings being the big dog, uh, Belinda Walford, the old CEO of Ron McDonald House, who <laughs> I've got uh, the utmost respect for. I've um, been her ambassador for years at, at that organization. But to see you guys land someone like her, that, that's a big scalp. Um, you guys, every time I check online, there's, there's something new popping up. There's a new city happening, a new, um, a new, you know, initiative going on. What's, what's happening and can you give us a bit of a glimpse of what the next, you know, six to 12 months looks like for WaterAbility? Sure, sure, sure. We've got, we've got some really excited things coming up, um, over the next 12 to three years to five years. We did a big, uh, strategic planning day last Friday, which is really exciting. So we're going to have, um, all abilities days, um, one in every state next year. We're in the middle of planning that. Um, yeah. So we haven't released dates, but it'll be one in New South Wales, one in Queensland, one in Victoria, and one in Perth, uh, which which will be, we'll invite, you know, between two and 300 participants to families to um, where they can come and, and hang out with athletes of all sports. And we'll encourage all sporting codes to come along and, and we'll have a big day 
Uh, we'll also do we'll also do games um, specifically. Our north star is to have a um, disability round in in every code like that. That would be unreal. Like you know, you got men in league, women in league, indigenous round. Like it would be amazing to have an inclusion round um, yeah. and a disability round. Like that's our north star, and and we're working towards that. Um, but in the meantime, we're just we're just trying to create awareness and 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 have fun in in the meantime. Well, who are the, the the key partners you guys have in terms of sporting? I know the NRL is a code, but what about teams? Is there teams that work really well with you guys and that you guys are, have an official relationship with? It's it's so hard to put a name just on one. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Manly Seagulls with the three turbos, Carl Lawton and Sean Kepi, uh, they're they're probably the most dominant. But but with having relationships with with um, clubs in, in in the NRL in the in the AFL, we've got five of the uh, AFL Essendon boys come on board. We do they um. We, when we launched in Melbourne, all of them just they just came down and they reached out. And these are, I'm not AFL, so I, I don't know AFL, but these are these are huge names. Like the, the captain of Essendon, Dyson Heppel, like he's like, mate, I had the best day. How do I, how do I get involved? So it's not just one team. Obviously, we've got a lot of crew in the Swifts and um, and in in, in in different different sporting codes. But it's so hard just to pick one because it's not just NRL. It's AFL. It's netball. It's it's rugby with Angus Bell and Tom Lambert coming through and. It's, it's so hard. I think the athletes and the sporting codes, they're, they're understanding now that I've got such a great opportunity, not only to improve participants' life, but it, it helps me. Like, it helps the athlete, right? So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, mate, we're, we're at this part of the show now where our listeners, they flock to. It's a, it's a, it's a big, big part of the show. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> Hold on to your hats. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put you through uh, Blitz with Blitz. Yes. Now, mate, I'm just going to fire... <laughs> 60 seconds of blitz questions in this 60 second blitz. <laughs> you just got to answer anything that comes straight to your straight to your mind, okay? No filter. Yeah. Yep. Authenticity and transparency is what we're looking for in this segment, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Okay. Go. Okay, you get in um you get in a plane with a group of your mates, you can go anywhere in the world where you're going. I'm going to Italy and I'm drinking wine. Ooh, good. We haven't had that answer yet, Benny. Yeah, no, we haven't. That's good. Very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for, for a young buck, all, that's actually... Or Vegas. Is it too late to say Vegas? <laughs> no, 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 no. You said Italy. Either way. Oh, yeah. Either way. you got an old soul. You said Italy. Yeah, and, and you know what? He's young and in love. And I can see yeah. the romance. I can hear the grazie more in the yeah, background. I can see it. Yeah. He doesn't need it. All right. Who, who are you going for in the World Cup this year? Australia. Okay, who do you think is actually going to win? <laughs> Australia. Oh, nice. Um, now, what's your fiance's uh, favorite uh, place to go on a date? A date? Yeah. Do you take her on dates? <laughs> Not in a while. Um, <laughs> Come on, mate. No, 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 no. No, no, she's good. She, um, mate, she loves just going down for a swim at the beach. Oh, like, that's sort of our little go-to, yeah. Okay. Now, you go to the movies. You can pick um, two options from the candy bar. What are you picking? I think I'm going popcorn all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? If you had to get something oh, else? Pop, pop, popcorn, a little drink, a little soda, okay, maybe? Okay, okay. Yeah. No. Are, you, are you a popcorn and Maltesers man, or is that... The, the old mix and oh, nah, shake and bake. Nah, I can't. I can't get around it. I can't mix the two. Oh. Nah, well, I tried and didn't like it. Yeah, I actually, I don't think I've ever tried it to be honest. Yeah, mate, <laughs> just a fraud. Yeah, don't mix it till you try it. Yeah. Go home, get a handful. <laughs> let, us, let, us, let us know. Um, what, what's one thing that you do every single day? Uh, I'll exercise every day. Um, where's Christmas for you guys this year? 
Uh, we'll go to the Gold Coast and see and see the fam, fam yeah. on the Gold Coast. Beautiful. Um, is there an unusual habit you have that you'd like to let listeners in on today? <laughs> unusual habit? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a habit. Um, I, wake, I wake my missus up with like the shower. The shower's right uh, outside our door and, and I do that every morning, which, which ticks her off. So I don't oh, know if that's a habit, no, but no, it's definitely an annoying one for her. Yeah. No, that's good insight though. Yeah, that is yeah. good. Um, now, who um, favorite teammate you ever played with? Favorite teammate would have to be it'd have to be Ryan James when I was at the Titans. He was he was such a he was such a great leader, and and we had a lot to do with each other when we we started an NBA together, um, which he's about to finish. I'm still getting through, um, but he was unreal. He's I'm a smart cookie, eh? He's mate. He's the best. He's yeah. he's honestly one of the best people um, and and players as well. What's your favorite downtime activity? Uh, downtime, it'd be going to the beach mm. for sure. Yeah, okay, surfing, La- surfing, or just hanging at the beach. Yeah. Nice. Last but not le- least, who would you meet if you could meet anyone? Who could I meet? Who would I want to meet? Um, I I'd love to meet Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's okay. got such an incredible story and I'd love just to spend an hour with him or a day with him. He'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, you made it, mate. You oh, made it through. Yeah, you we made it. We did it. it. You, made it yeah, the you, you did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, before we, we are running out of time, but before we go, you talked about exercising. I do stalk you a bit on Instagram. Tell me about your home gym um, and do you reckon exercise actually makes a difference in retirement? Does that help you stay sane? Brother, I'm so glad you asked because I just put the flooring in last night and I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm so pumped. Um, no, I, I was going to a fitness first gym, but then I thought, you know, I, I may as well just have it all at home, um, keep it in house. And, mate, I love it. It's going to be unreal. I've already done, I've already been doing sessions before the flooring, you know, was laid, but it's, mate, it's so sick. You can wake up in the morning early, get a session done, bring crew through there. I think, out of footy like we you know you get it like we're yep. we're routine driven we've had yep. such a such a solid routine for the last however many years you you play so I, I don't think you can just step out of it and turn it off i think you've always got to do something and, and be around the boys like um I'm, I'm really lucky um i'm living in Coogee at the moment and um brace is brace and is just down the down the road and we do sessions out of a mate's place um he's got an insane setup sean um he, yeah, we, we train out of there every, every Wednesday morning. And, and, mate, it's just good to have the boys around and have a home gym, mate. It's, it's the best. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that you had to downgrade from uh, Parramatta to Coogee, mate, but I hope you're surviving. I don't go that far from my holidays, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're out of time, Keys, but one, thank you so much for making the time to come on the show, mate. But two, like I said at the start of the show, you – I know hearing your voice, you can hear the smile, but even when I see you, mate, you just bring so much positive energy. Uh, everyone around you just loves you and adores the way you go about your business. And, mate, and I really love that you found a passion outside of football that you can just sink your teeth into and make a real impact and difference in people's lives, mate. So, so happy for you. Um, thanks for your time and look forward to seeing you again really soon, mate. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I loved it. Thanks, Ledge. Cheers, Cheers mate. See you guys. Bye bye.